how immigration is used by the elites to control the population, change the culture, and destroy liberty on today's Defending Utah radio program. Defending Utah covers the stories others are just too often afraid to touch. They don't nibble around the edges when it comes to pointing out threats to our liberty. They're not afraid to name names and call out organizations. This is Defending Utah Radio. Defending Utah. Think right and wrong, not right and left. Join Defending Utah, because if you're not already on a government watch list, you should be. Welcome back to Defending Utah Radio. I'm Ben McClintock from DefendingItUtah.org, where we think right and wrong, not right and left. Before we get started, I want to encourage you to, of course, download the Defending Utah radio app. So whenever you've got your Android device with you, you can make sure and get every single new episode as it comes out. Also go to Amazon.com, type in Defending Utah, the proper role of government, and get our brand new book, The Proper Role of Government, a 21st Century Manifesto for a Good Government, where we reprint the uh, entire classic talk by Ezra Tad Benson's the, the Proper Role of Government, and the second half of the book, we go into those 15 principles of the proper role of government and talk about their foundation and natural law, what the scriptures say, what the founding fathers said, and of course, how to do it today. Also, if you just search Defending Utah at Amazon, you'll find other fantastic liberty-oriented books that you have to get. Uh, now let's get into the program. Well, actually, before we get into the program, also, if you like what we do, you want to support this program, you want to become better engaged in activism, you've got to become a member of Defending Utah today. Just go to DefendingUtah.org, click on the membership tab, and pick whichever membership is best for you, and then we can start to, and then you can start to get involved at that level. Take advantage of all those benefits, as well as know that you're helping us to uh, continue on this with this radio program, to be able to do more investigations, and much, much more. Now to the full part of the program. We're talking about immigration. Now, this is a, a hot topic, right, where you've got people on both sides where they're just like, you know, we've got to uh, be compassionate. We've got to open the borders and allow these people that are suffering to come across the border. And then you've got people that are saying, you know, what don't you understand about illegal? We've got to protect our borders and uh, there's an invasion going on. And uh, they've th all these different reasons that both sides have for supporting their position. But, of course, we're thinking right and wrong, not right and left. We're going to talk about how the elites use limiting immigration and expanding immigration to be able to, whatever they need to do, however they need to change the culture, they'll do one or the other. And so they actually do use open borders to change the culture. They actually do use closed borders to change the culture. And so it's important for us to be able to understand what the elites, what the conspiracy is doing, and so that we do not fall for their tactics of destroying liberty. So immigration is used by the establishment to manipulate cultures either by blocking certain groups of people from immigrating or by welcoming large groups of people into the nation. They know that when you change the people, you change the culture, and one way this is being done is through mass immigration in an effort to water down the culture of freedom. False opposition is also being used to support this agenda. This issue can be very confusing, though, because the enemy is using both sides. First, let us cover what they are using mass immigration for. Then we'll talk about how they are using anti-immigration laws to support the same exact agenda. Now, we've got the North American Union and the push for a world government. Now, for those of you that non, are not aware of the push for a North American Union, which is actually modeled after the European Union, 
we will give a, a real short overview. NAFTA was an early step in moving us in this direction. And very few even know what NAFTA was even about. We have John D. Escovera, law professor at Georgetown University, admitting, quote, This is the biggest threat to the United States judicial independence that no one has heard of and even fewer people understand. Then you have Peter Sapiro, law professor at Hofstra University, saying, quote, you, we have, you have an international tribunal essentially reviewing American court judgments. Then, of course, Chief Justice Ronald M. George of the California Supreme Court said, quote, It's rather shocking that the highest courts of the state and federal governments could have their judgments circumvented by these tribunals. Longtime New World Order insider Henry Kissinger explained that NAFTA was about much more than trade, as we just talked about up there. We're talking about that's Chapter 11 of NAFTA, where they have a superior court to the United States courts that we would be subject to. Now, Henry Kissinger said, quote, it will be it will represent the most creative step toward a new world order taken by any group of countries since the end of the Cold War. It is not a conventional trade agreement, but the architecture of a new international system, end of quote. One of the earliest published accounts of this plan to use trade to politically merge countries was in Nelson Rockefeller's 1964 book, The Future of Federalism. In that book, Rockefeller states, quote, the road toward the unity of nations lay through regional confederations in the Western Hemisphere and in the Atlantic community, perhaps eventually in Africa, the Middle East and Asia. Such work towards regional unities is in fact steadily progressing. The common market in Europe, right, the European Union, is an outstanding example. Now, this is done uh, through a step-by-step -step measure, as Rockefeller laid out in page 78, saying that there is a need, quote, of removing barriers to commerce and ultimately to the gradual devising of political forms of unity, end of quote. The same plan continues to this day. In a report given to the U.S. Congress in June of 2005, Robert Pastor from the Council on Foreign Relations and also um, a member of the Jimmy Carter administration said the goal is to, quote, have a common perimeter for all of North America with an exchange of personnel, bringing Canadians and Mexicans into the Department of Homeland Security. Let me repeat that again. Bringing Canadians and Mexicans into the Department of Homeland Security. End of quote. They have a long-range goal, but we are getting closer to the time where they want this vision to be in place. Richard Haas, who is the president of the Council on Foreign Relations, said, quote, Sovereignty, the notion that governments are free to do what they want within their own territory, has provided the organizing principle of international relations for more than 350 years. Shocker, right? Heaven forbid. Now, 35 years from now, sovereignty will no longer be sanctuary. Powerful new forces and insidious threats will converge against it. This is most clearly being done in the trade realm. Now, he's admitting that these, these so-called fake free trade agreements are these powerful new forces and insidious threats that are working to destroy national sovereignty. He said that actually in the uh, Foreign Policy magazine in the uh, September-October 2005 issue in an article called Say Goodbye to Sovereignty. Now, the enemies of freedom are using open immigration to change the culture and to move us towards a one-world government. So does that mean that everyone that is against mass immigration or illegal immigration is on the side of liberty? Just as in other areas, the conspiracy is using both sides of this issue to their advantage. If mass immigration can change the culture, 
stopping immigration can also help shape the culture. A lot of people don't realize this, that there were federal immigration laws against the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, many people are supporting a ban on immigration today for certain religious groups, such as Muslims. When looking at banning groups of people as a whole, it's important to ask ourselves why. Most today are not aware that there were similar proposals against the Mormons in the 1800s. Just like today, the efforts begin with a public relations smear job. In 1881, an 1881 essay in Harper's Magazine stated Mormonism, quote, is an institution so absolutely un-American and all its requirements that it would die of its own infamies within 20 years, except for the yearly infusion of fresh surf blood and from abroad, end of quote. The point was made more widely by fictionalized reports that the Mormons imported young, innocent girls to become polygamist were said to be in a sort of religious white slavery. The President of the United States was not above falling for such propaganda back then either. President Ulysses S. Grant recommended the Congress in his annual message on the 7th of December, 1875, that it, quote, drive out licensed immorality, such as polygamy and the immigration of women, for illegitimate purposes, end of quote. In 1870, Chief Justice James B. McKean, presiding over the district court in Salt Lake City, ruled that a mere belief in polygamy was sufficient grounds for refusing to naturalize an alien regardless of whether the applicant was involved in its practice. In 1879, Secretary of State William M. Everts sent a message to diplomatic offices in Europe calling on Europe's governments for assistance. Now, quote, under whatever specious guise the subject of polygamy may be presented by those engaged in instigating the European movement to swell the numbers of the law-defying Mormons of Utah and the bands of organizations which are got together in foreign lands as recruits cannot be regarded as otherwise than a deliberate and systemic attempt to bring persons to the United States with the intent of violating the laws and committing crimes expressly punishable under the statute of penitentiary offenses, end of quote. In 1885, President Grover Cleveland recommended to Congress that it prevents the importation of Mormons into the country. In 1889, Justice Thomas J. Anderson denied citizenship to foreign-born Mormons because, quote, the religious covenants administered in the endowment house required them to pledge allegiance to the church's laws above and against those of the United States, end of quote. In 1891, Congress again acted, adding polygamist, a clear reference to Mormons, to the list of classes excluded from the country. Congress later passed legislation which dissolved the church's perpetual immigration fund, as well as seizing all of its assets. One elected official even said about the Mormons, quote, Why allow them to come here if they're just going to break the law? End of quote. It's easy to see that even though the conspiracy uses immigration to flood people into an area to change its culture, they also block immigration to change the culture. It is important that we apply correct principles and not just jump to bandwagons based on emotion. What is applied to one group can easily be applied to your group. We must ask ourselves, why is it that the government and media are trying to ban a certain group from coming into our country? What is the end game? Here are some examples of how the media is clearly lying to promote an agenda. In April of 2008, the BBC News ran an article with a picture of a 
a four-year-old girl with stitches under her eye, with the headline saying, Girl, four, attacked by Rottweiler. Sophie Willis was attacked by Kaiser the dog in her home. Then in 2015, Jews News runs an article with the same exact picture, but with the headline, Swedish child beaten by Muslim immigrant for having blue eyes. So the first report, again, comes from 2008 about a girl that is four years old that was attacked by a Rottweiler. The second article from 2015, so we've got seven years later, using the same exact photo, depicts a supposedly 12-year-old boy who was beaten by Muslims, supposedly just because he had blue eyes. Now, this is not to say that the BBC News is more reliable than Jews News. However, we can use deductive reasoning to see that one of the articles is completely false. The first one, reported in 2008, describes a four-year-old girl that was attacked by a dog, while the second article from 2015 says the same child is a 14-year-old boy. Looking at the picture, which is more accurate? And this picture can be found uh, to the article version of this uh, radio program. It's, it's clearly not a 14-year-old boy or girl. And the eight-year difference in articles really makes it look like the author was just creating a false sensational story to create a response in the reader to believe something that was false. We must ask ourselves, why? Why would a popular news site want to lie to its readers? Is history repeating itself? How can we learn from history? Understanding the goals of the conspiracy can help us see through the propaganda and not fall prey to emotional manipulation, giving our would-be masters more power over us and shifting the culture to what they want it to be. Now, if you want to be a part of an organization that is working to be able to restore a culture of liberty, we encourage you to go to defendingutah.org and click on the membership tab and choose a membership level that's right for you and your family and become involved, become part of the solution that's really big enough to actually work towards restoring liberty right here in Utah. And again, we encourage you to go to Amazon and type in Defending Utah, The Proper Role of Government, to pick up our great new book, The Proper Role of Government, A 21st Century Manifesto for Good Government. Until next time, I'm Ben McClintock from DefendingUtah.org. This Defending Utah presentation brought to you in part by Anderson Accounting, AndersonAccounting.com, Trust Plumbing, 801-808-5470, Higher Calling Firearms, HigherCallingFirearms.com, Pioneer Family Scholars, Black Lotus Web Dev, BlackLotusWebDev.com, American Appliance at 801-254-2566, Shem Financial Services, 801-856-6151, and the Law Offices of Garrett T. Smith, 801-477-1570. It's a fact. More photos of you are being taken than ever before. Are you ashamed of your smile? At last, a new technology that gives a brighter and healthier smile in under two hours. And it's fully warranted, so you'll never have to worry about your smile again. Call Dr. Jeremy Thompson at Thompson Dental, 801-254-0835. Or visit GoNewSmile.com, and we'll show you how you can restore your faded, yellowed, or worn teeth without surgery, crowns, or implants. And it's backed by a 30-day, 100% satisfaction money-back guarantee. This scientific breakthrough will painlessly transform your appearance in one visit. The smile you've been waiting for will never cost less or look brighter than it will today. Call 801 801- 
254-0835 or visit gonusmile.com. That's G-O-N-U-Smile.com to revitalize your smile. New Smile, it looks good on you.